0: Good morning, welcome to Ainsley News. It's Monday, 29th of June. We're talking COVID this morning, uh, which we shouldn't talk lightly, but here we go. COVID hits 10 million infections, and what will Trump throw at this? The world just passed two bleak milestones in this pandemic, passing 10 million cases and 500,000 deaths. The feeling of this being over is quickly passing, as even domestically, the surge in cases in Victoria highlight the dangers of relaxing. Whilst debate still raises over whether we should have locked down or not, the facts are becoming hard to ignore. The poster child of not locking down Sweden has been anything but a success, with infections rising compared to their Scandinavian neighbours. Check out this Ness infections chart here. Sweden, Norway, Denmark and Germany. Sweden's still on a slight rise there, and sadly including rising deaths as well, shown on this chart here next too. Cumulative deaths attributed to COVID-19 in Sweden, Norway, Denmark, and Germany. And also debunking the herd immunity thesis, with their capital Stockholm registering very, very low antibody counts. In this next chart here, the herd immunity estimate as the base there of what we'd expect to see, and how low they are actually in different capital cities around the world. Of course, the driver of not shutting down is to save the economy from the effects of that shutdown, yet Sweden has just experienced its largest plunge in GDP in history. As far away as you can get from Sweden is Brazil, whose president, Bolsonaro, has also thought this was just a flu and wouldn't hear of shutdowns and the like. As you can see on this next graph, that's not working out so well. And their GDP is tipped to fall 7% this year, despite deficit spending seeing an 11% of GDP deficit, including 17% of GDP on just paying the interest on their massive debt burden. This next graph, how fast is coronavirus growing around the world? The US leading the way, of course. The chart previous was also notable for the rise in the second most populous country in the world, India, and the non-flattening of the worst in class, the US. The US is where the pain may likely really spread economically. With November fast approaching, Trump needed a bounce in the economy. He took the punt and pushed for a reopening before they were ready, and the figures speak for themselves. As he conceded, maybe he shouldn't have tested so many. (laughs) Sweden and Brazil gave no support that this ends well. The US has now cumulatively seen 40 million jobless claims since the pandemic broke. As we discussed recently, the official unemployment figures hide the true impact, as many of those 40 million people simply give up and are not counted in the denominator of the total labour force. With things getting worse, not better in the US, it would be foolish to expect a V-shaped recovery. Remember, this is to before a lot of the support ends in July, assuming, of course, Trump doesn't expend, extend that support ahead of that same aforementioned election. But support is just that. It's not a normal, healthy economy and in no way supports a V-shaped narrative. Very rarely in history are markets not strong going into a US election. Presidents usually ensure things are tickety-boo ahead of the polls, and Trump will throw everything at doing the same. However, he arguably has a harder task than anyone before him. His crusade to drain the swamp has not won him many friends in that swamp, and this is the perfect storm to make him the scapegoat. We have a share market completely supported by the Fed stimulus, and and a Fed that he hasn't been very kind to. They are pulling that support away as we speak, and the US markets continue to speak to that 8th of June date top, being the top we will look back on when the hope phase ended. Regardless, a second wave in the U.S. puts more pressure on struggling businesses and households to meet their debt obligations, and that is where the insolvency starts to play out. No amount of liquidity from the Fed can change that. Watch, therefore, Trump try and stave off those insolvencies with direct financial stimulus, and that at a time when the U.S. debt is already at $26 trillion dollars. One thing is abundantly clear right now, and that is we're going to see desperate actions out of the US, all of which will debase their currency and economic credentials even further. And that is extremely supportive of a higher gold price instead. Well, thanks for listening to news today. Uh, We'll continue to keep you updated for the rest of the week. And remember, you can always go to ainsleybullion.com.au for all things bullion. And sneak over to ainsleywealth.com.au to discover cryptocurrencies. We'll catch you tomorrow.